In today's podcast, I want to share a story with you of a woman who did something that secretly many people would love to have done. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take, it's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take, Pastor Crespo here. My take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. I want to thank you for being a part of the My Take family, for joining the podcast. I have a story for you today, and let me just, again, just remind you, like, share, subscribe, let people know this podcast exists. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music. The podcast in its video version is only on Spotify right now. So if you want to see when sometimes I have pictures and things, that's where you want to watch it. But uh, thank you, however way you find it, Thank you for being part of the MyTech family. All right, I have a story here today. I have a story from Fox News. And I think this woman here in this story, she's called she's being referred to as the brutal blonde because she did something that many people secretly have been wanting to do, but at least in the news, it has not been reported that anyone has had the nerve to do it. Let me read this to you. This is how it begins. It says, a German woman drags a radical climate activist by her hair for blocking traffic as public anger mounts. That's right. I have, let's see, I have a, uh, just a picture here. That's right. You can see the picture of their snapshots of the video. A woman in Germany has been dubbed the brutal blonde by European media. Why? Because she dragged a climate activist from blocking traffic. And this is part of an ongoing issue where climate activists have been doing things, blocking car traffic, blocking airplane traffic, to try and draw attention to the climate crisis, I guess, as as they describe it. Now, this is a viral video. It was taken by the actual climate activists themselves. They posted it on Twitter, and this thing has just blown up. Now, let me share some more of this article with you. The the woman grabbed the activist by her hair and dragged her to the side of the road. Now, this did not happen just once. This happened twice. In the video, if you watch it, what you see is that you have these people sitting in the road blocking these cars. They're just sitting there on 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 their rear ends, just sitting there blocking traffic while onlookers are yelling at them. You've got men and women there yelling at these activists. What are you doing? Get out of the way. They wouldn't move. And actually, it began with a couple of men. They grabbed one by the arms, dragged them away. The person came and sat down. They dragged them away. In the video then, apparently this woman comes out of nowhere. She walks up to this female activist that's sitting there, and she just grabs her by her hair and drags her off. But not to be undone, this climate activist, she believes in what she believes in. She goes back. She sits back down on the road. And the woman, the brutal blonde, I don't know what her name is. They don't mention it in the article. The brutal blonde went right back, and she did the the same thing again. She grabbed her by her hair and dragged her off in the hopes that these vehicles could now get moving. Now, let me share some more information. Let's see. The Climate Change Activist Group is called the Let's the generation and that's german forgive my german it's it's german for the last generation now i got to tell you guys you you uh climate activists there your name will become a self-fulfilling prophecy if you keep sitting in front of traffic blocking traffic making people angry 
you will become the last generation of climate activists because uh, someone is going to get mad. I'm telling you, this is getting crazy. Uh, they, according to this article, they blocked an airport runway in Hamburg, I think it was. Yep. That the Hamburg airport, they blocked the runway there doing the same thing, sitting there and uh, caused 46 flights to be canceled. All because they're drawing attention to the climate. I'm telling you, people are getting angry. Let me show you a picture here. Uh, this is a picture that you're looking at of how these activists are getting more extreme. They're, they are not just sitting blocking the road. Some of these people, in order not to be moved, <laughs> in order not to be moved, are gluing parts of their body to the road so that they can't be taken. In this picture here, you see what's left of an activist who glued his hand to the road that he was sitting on. And so when the authorities showed up, they had to bring emergency personnel in. I'm assuming they used some form of a jackhammer or something to jackhammer the piece of concrete or the piece of asphalt so that they can take the hand and the patch of concrete to get the person out of the way to restore traffic. I'm telling you, things are getting crazy over there in Germany. A bunch of people are getting frustrated with the actions of these climate activists, especially this group the last generation. This has been happening for a while. My concern is what's what's going to come of it. There's only it's only a matter of time before we find ourselves unfortunately, hopefully not intentionally, but with some sort of fatality. I mean, if you're sitting on the road blocking it and someone's coming around the corner and they're changing the station on their on their radio or they're they're not supposed to be, but they're looking at their phone or god forbid texting while they're driving. You know, you're going to become a climate activist speed bump if you're not if you're not careful. Now, let me ask a question. Those of you watching, listening to the podcast, whose side would you be on in this issue? If you know what's happening in Germany and the frustration that people have with what the activists are doing, would you be on the activist side or would you be on the motorist side? Now, I'll tell you myself, I'm, I'm on the motorist side. I think, you know, there's a lot of things that these activists, you really need to do some self-reflection, some introspection. I, I want to share something with you today. I don't know if there's anybody listening who's a climate activist, but I'm going to make pretend there is, and I got some things to share with you. Look, folks, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping yourself by doing what you're doing. You've got people that are blocking roads, blocking airport runways. There are stories of people going into art exhibits, and because they're upset at the climate, I don't know why. Why would you go into an art exhibit? But anyway, they're going into art exhibits, and in order to draw attention to the climate crisis, they are throwing soup, food, at some expensive historical art, gluing their heads, gluing their heads to paintings in order to draw attention to the climate crisis. What you climate activists don't seem to get is that you're just making people mad. You're just bringing bad publicity to your cause, to your group and the things that you believe in. What you do when you do this type of thing is you tell people that you're nuts. You're a nut job. And what you don't understand is if people think that you're a kook, they're going to think the things you believe in are for kooks. You are hurting the very same thing that you're trying to promote. Your agenda is being killed, crushed. It's being made little. It's being made trivial. It's being made unimportant because of the behavior that you're doing. 
Oh, my friend, if you are an activist for the climate or any other thing, be smart. Be smarter than this. You need to do things like, I don't know, get into politics. Go into politics and fight for what you believe in. Or how about gather people together, raise money for what you believe in. Raise money for, for the climate. Do something like that. Uh, I don't know, start a social media po program, start a podcast, a YouTube channel, do something where you can highlight the things you're passionate about without going out there and unnecessarily provoking the anger of people. They will not listen to what you have to say if you're acting like a nut. Now, that's free advice, by the way. That's not the purpose of this podcast. But, you know, I got some wisdom to share, I think, I got a little bit. Well, yeah, I'm sharing it with you. Uh, and it's free, no charge. Now, the purpose of this podcast, of course, is to share interesting stories and ask the question, Are is there anything in Scripture? Is there anything that we can take from the story and jump into some Bible story or to some Bible lesson or principle? Now, no, in the Bible, there is no story of anyone gluing their hands to a road in order to protest. We, I, no. No, I've read the Bible through, and I'm I'm a Bible student. I'm constantly reading. I want to learn more and more about the Scriptures because I want to know more and more about the author of Scripture. There's no story in the Bible of people. <laughs> okay, I want you to go with me in your mind. Close your well, not if you're driving, but close your eyes if you can. I want you to imagine <laughs> first century Rome in the days of the apostles. I want you to think about the Roman Empire. You know, the Roman Empire was, it covered a large, large swath of territory, of land. You know, pretty much all of Europe belonged to the Roman Empire. And even England, I guess, across the sea there. But they controlled a lot. They have paved roads through their kingdom, through their empire. Did you know that? Did you know that the Roman Empire had paved roads? They had a mail system. I mean, they had this thing on lock. They had this thing locked down. Can you imagine a group of climate activists uh, uh, protesting the climate, saying, I am going to glue my hand to this road to block all chariot traffic and horse traffic. No horses are going to get past me. Let's all sit across this road, and we're going to protest against the Roman Empire for what they're doing to the climate. With all these flatulent horses and cows and stuff, we got to do something about it. It's killing the ozone. Um, <laughs> oh, what would happen to the climate activists? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so messed up. Uh, I, I think, I think that that the climate activists would be going home at the end of the day with with hoof prints on on their toga and chariot chariot marks across their back because they wouldn't put up with it. They wouldn't put, they'd throw you in jail. If you glue your hand to a cobblestone, the, the, the Roman guard would give you the cobblestone as a gift after they laid 40 stripes on your back because it's, it's not going to get it done. Oh man, that has nothing to do with the podcast. It has nothing to do with the Bible, but oh, pray for me. I need, uh, um, I need help. Okay, so there is definitively no story in the Bible of somebody brave enough, crazy enough, um, passionate enough to glue their hand to a stone or to block chariot traffic in the name of climate protection. But, but I will tell you this. 
if you're a climate activist, if you're an activist for any cause whatsoever, the Bible has wisdom and counsel for you. And so I want to get serious. I'm just in my head. I'm picturing this guy kind of going home deflated with footprints all over his robe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, mercy. Um, I'm going to have to redo this thing maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I Look, for all you activists out there, the Bible has some wisdom for you. I want to share that with you right now. You know, the Bible tells a story. Well, a couple of things, but I want to share one. The Bible tells the story of the Apostle Paul, and it is in Acts chapter 17. Now, in Acts chapter 17, Paul is traveling to Athens. One of the things that Acts chapter 17 tells us is that one of the things Paul's, Paul noticed was that the people were, were wholly given over to, high, to idolatry. There were idols all over the place. And there were these group of people, the, the, these men who loved to get together to talk about deep intellectual things. And so Paul went there, and as his practice was, he came to share the gospel. He came to share the story of Jesus. But here are these people, these leading men, these in their minds they were intellectuals, very smart. All of a sudden, this apostle, this man comes into Athens, and he is preaching not of all these many gods, but he's preaching about one God, one God, creator of all. And they're like, you know, this is new. We love to talk about new things. Why don't you come and speak to us? So the Bible says he came to a place called the Oropagus, is what the Bible calls it. He shows up and he begins to speak to them. Now, here's the lesson for you climate activists, okay? Paul was passionate about his God. Paul was passionate about obedience to God. He was passionate about the commandments of God, the law of God. <clears throat> One of the laws of God states that we should not bow down to idols. We're not supposed to have idols, graven images. We're not to bow down to them for worship not to do any of that. Paul is in the town in a city full of these idol worshipers. Now, rather than glue his head, glue his toga, glue his hand to some idol and say, no, let's you know, go into uh, some statue, some place of worship in the, of these pagan gods and throw paint on their, on their statues representing their deities or their art, instead of doing some nutty, kooky thing, Paul does something else. Paul takes something that they know to teach them about someone that they don't know. You see, Paul noticed that amongst all these idols and statues that they had, that they actually had an idol, and on the, the caption on it said, to the unknown God. Now, they apparently, in case they missed one, they had an idol to make sure that that God would be happy. Now, that idol was not meant for the worship of the creator God, the God of Israel. That's not who that idol was for. But what Paul did, you see that? The man was smart. And you activists would be smart if you took his example. He took something that they were familiar with to dialogue with them, to teach them something that they were not familiar with. He says, I noticed guys coming into town here that you got these statues and, and one of them says to the unknown God, the God that you don't know, I'm about to introduce him to you. And he begins to preach the gospel to them. You see, Paul was trying to connect with these people. He was passionate about his God, passionate about his laws. These people were doing something totally against the principles that he believes in. Just like many activists, they do things, you see things that are totally against the principles that you believe in. But rather than glue his head to some idol or some statue or do something really foolish, 
He engaged people. And he tried to connect with them in a way to leave them with something to think about. I don't know. What would happen if activists sought to change people's hearts by connecting and dialoguing with them rather than just making them angry? I'm telling you, the Bible's, the Bible's relevant. If you listen, you can learn. Now, there's, there's something else. There's something else I want to share with you because there's another lesson for, for you activists. How do you change hearts? How do you get people to come around to your way of thinking? Because you can't force people. You can't, if you try it at gunpoint, I mean, good luck. It's only going to last as long as you keep the gun pointed at them. The moment you turn away, they're going to do what they want. If you want to see real change in anything, any sphere of life, any discipline, any issue, you've got to connect with people's hearts, right? Well, here, let me share something else from the Bible with you. You know, when we read the Bible as a whole, we learn a few things. One of them is this, is that in the pages of the Bible, we see an underlying story of good versus evil, of the devil attacking the character of God, of the devil telling people in many ways and forms that God either doesn't care, doesn't love you, or he is impossible to please. What should God do in that case? Should he hold people at gunpoint? Should he just kill people? Should he, should he glue his head to the earth? And does, what, What's he going to do? No. You know what God did in order to change people's hearts? God sent his son. God sent himself. God sent his son to come among us, to live among us, to minister among us, and to die among us, all in the, all in the hopes that as, as you would see and reflect on what Jesus did, that your heart, your heart would be changed and softened to the issue, not of the danger to the climate, but the danger to the eternal destiny of every man, woman, and child. You see, some people are worried so much about the climate, but they're not worried about their own soul. Jesus came. Jesus is an activist. Let me tell you something. Jesus is passionate. There is, Jesus is not dual-minded. He's single-minded. There is only one God. This God loves you. And if you don't obey him, you risk eternal separation from him. You risk eternal, you risk, you risk hellfire. Eternal separation from God, eternal death. But rather than force the issue, he tried to win the hearts of the people. His story, his mission, what he did is still winning hearts today. Friends, if you want to change someone's mind on something, you don't need to fight. Find a way to connect with their heart. Don't make them mad. Don't make your cause look like kookery by kooky behavior. Remember Jesus. Remember Paul. You'll get a lot further, and you'll bring, a, you'll bring honor to your cause instead of ill repute. That's my take, and that's Inspiration to Go.